honestly, going back to basics doesn't mean to completely reject everything that came before. It means to stop and take stock of where you are and to remember why you're on this journey in the first place. Because it is easy to become so fixated on the ideal that we forget the idea. And in this season finale, we're looking at a character who you know, sought to create his ideal world by rejecting the old one. And that character is the strongest high school primate, Tsukasa Shishio. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to The Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting some biblical principles with themes for your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get right on into it. And we're going to go right into the verse today, which is Romans 12, chapter 2, which says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good was the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. And what does all that mean, Nate? Don't worry, I hear you in the back. <laughs> Basically, what it means is don't, like, well, it just it straight up says it, right? Don't be conformed to this age. Don't be so caught up in the world that you become a part of it. But renew your mind, steal it, you know, steal it from all the craziness that is out in the world the you know bad influences the things that you know wouldn't really vibe with you wouldn't please you and definitely wouldn't please god right and essentially just try to remain as pure as you possibly can and to seek out his will and to do what is pleasing to him basically just do the thing that he told us to do right because <laughs> I mean, god told us to be in the world but not of the world right i mean we're here we got things to do and i mean this is our world but we're not you know we're not meant to be here the entire time and i know it's a little <laughs> so just it's, trust me stick with me we're gonna get through this together i know it's a little kind of meta to think about but trust me sukasa sukasa is my boy he, he's gonna get us through it and speaking of Tsukasa, so for those who don't know by now, which if you don't, you've obviously skipped the other five episodes of the season, so go back. But Tsukasa is the, he was the main antagonist for the first two seasons of Dr. Stone, right? He was one of the modern day kids, if you can call him that, that were, that was petrified, you know, all those years ago, all centuries ago, right? And he wants to essentially create a morally pure world, or as I put in the point here, is just rejection of the past. And basically, what that what that means for him is he wanted to create a world in which modern day corruption, you know, money, drugs, guns, chemical warfare, things like that, where it doesn't exist. And he will go to any lengths to see this vision fulfilled. So to kind of break down, because so, to understand how he got to that point, kind of understand his his past and how he grew up. So Sukasa has a younger sister. Uh, her name is uh, Mirai, I believe. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. And 
she has she basically has, has some type of illness that put her in a coma and their parents weren't around. And so it was just him and her for the majority of their lives. Right. And the adults in Sukasa's life wouldn't wouldn't help. Right. I mean, her hospital bills were racking up. The treatments weren't really working and he was at a loss, but no one would help him out because they didn't really see any benefit in it for them. And so Sukasa did what he had to do. I mean, he, he joined like, uh, like the MMA circuit, you know, winning fights and things like that to help provide for his sister. But it was during that whole time frame that his worldview got warped and shifted into what it is that we see in, in the, in the anime is that, he sees just adults as the root of the corruption of the, just the evil, the morally corrupt things in the world. And now that essentially the world has started over, he wants to ensure that those things don't come back, that they don't come back, that nobody else has to suffer the way that he, he and his sister did. And like when I said, he'll he willing to go to any length is because he, he is, like when he's destroying these stone statues, he's actually killing people. Like, yeah, that's 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 the that's what he's doing. It's not just him destroying a fine piece of art. Like, you know, these are people's lives that he's ending because he's so fixated on his quote unquote ideal world that he's willing to just destroy anything that has anything to do with the past and. Again, personally, I can't really speak to this aspect from a personal standpoint, but I have known people who that based on their living conditions, you know, the way they grew up and how their parents grew up and things like that. They want to basically just do a complete 180 from their situation and just in in doing so, just reject everything else that just came before them because they don't want to go back to how they were living beforehand which i mean i get and i completely i understand in that aspect you always want to do better than even those who came before you right we i mean i think even as parents they want their kids to do better than they have than 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 even what they're doing now right and so that is fine i I, I get that but when you get so caught up in just trying to do better and be better and you don't take stock of the past like you don't learn from whether it is your own mistakes or the the mistakes and the trials that the people who came before you that they've gone through your parents your grandparents your teachers your mentors your the old guy at the bus station you know who whoever if you just reject the past completely then you you're gonna be hard-pressed to even get to the future that you're envisioning because you're you're not going to be equipped for it right you just you're just not and and but the the key kind of key part I want to dive into is that you know in the case with Sukasa is that you know his methods are very extreme like just way out there. His intention just resonates with the concept of going back to a simpler and more morally upright state. So it it's kind of like uh like Thanos from you know the, from the MCU right what he sought to do 
inherently wasn't a bad idea. You know, basically stabilize the world because I mean the the universe is running out of resources and things like that. So he sought to you know rectify that in some some form or fashion, right? It was going to be either get more resources or whatever, however, just to basically allow people to survive, right? But how he went about it was all wrong. <laughs> it was completely and utterly just wrong. And the same thing with Sukasa here. Him wanting to create a morally pure world, a world that's free of corruption or as free as it can be, and where people don't have to suffer the way that he did. That's I mean that that's that's a genuine real goal that I think we should strive for I mean, in our, in our own world, in our own society, right? But the methods that he used isn't aren't the way to to go about it and kind of just kind of the question i want to pose to you guys while you're listening to this is just because you don't like how something turned out does that mean that nothing positive can come out of it so just think about it for a second so if something that if something doesn't turn out the way that you wanted it to like you let's say you didn't get the promotion you didn't get the girl or the guy, right? They rejected you, whatever the case may be. Does that mean nothing positive came out of it? Because sometimes, in all honesty, the best thing we can get is a no. Because now that puts us on a path that for an even better opportunity later down the road, right? Or it may not, you know? Nothing, nothing is, is for certain. But just to have the opportunity... To have a better outcome on the other side of a no. I mean, I, I think me personally, this is kind of the outlook I have on life now is just that, okay, hearing no or being rejected isn't the end of the world in whatever scenario it may be. It just means you got to go back to the drawing board and you got to pivot, you know, back to the whole thing of being flexible. And again, there was this whole season about is going back to the basics, just going back taking stock of what you have and say, okay, how can I move forward with the knowledge that I just, the, with the new knowledge that I just gotten and how can I apply it? Right. That's kind of how this whole thing just tie this ties in. And Tsukasa was missing that piece of seeing the good in what modern, you know, what modern day society had to offer, which is, you know, essentially everything else that Senku was doing, right. Senku was bringing back the, the science and the modern day inventions to make that made life easier for, for the humans back then. And, but Tsukasa in his narrow view wanted to reject that as well. He wanted to reject the good with the bad instead of just rejecting the bad. And I don't want, I don't want you to get, get to that point. I don't want you to get so narrow minded that you just reject everything that, that was, or that can possibly be a benefit to you because it just happens to be with something else, you know? So this leads to what's known as the stone war in, in Dr. Stone is because of Senku and Sukasa's guess, warring ideals, right? Senku who embraced the past, embraced the modern day, you know, technology and inventions that he wants to revive and bring back. And Sukasa who wants to reject Everything that has to do with modern day society, those those two went at odds, and this clash of idea of ideologies, 
essentially forces us to consider the balance between preserving valuable aspects of the past while embracing necessary advancements. And it essentially raises this question. So how can we integrate the wisdom of the past and into our future endeavors? So how can we bridge the gap? How can we bridge the gap between tradition and innovation? What can we do to combine both aspects? Because I've talked about it a couple times before about the whole idea of, you know, the you know, the older generations over the people who who've came before us, you know, our parents, grandparents, things like that. And the younger generation are the ones who are coming up, um, you know, like my generation or even those who are who are like younger, younger still who are coming up. How can we bridge the gap between the two so that we can learn from each other and help and just help society as a whole kind of grow right from a personal standpoint and as a community, as a, you know, as a society, as a people, how can we bridge that gap and just grow together? Because again, not everything from the past was glamorous and glorious, but there are things that are of benefit today. And a lot of things set the foundation for the things that we're doing today. And not everything new is coming up is crazy or stupid. Uh, a lot of it is, <laughs> I'll be honest, let's be honest, a lot of it is, but there are some things that are coming up that, you know, are going to change the world 10 times over in less than half the time than, than some of the inventions from before. And it's really just about just sharing that knowledge, sharing that wisdom and being open and listening to each other, listening to both sides of the argument and seeing if there's a middle ground and if there is how can we get there because i'm i'm a just a big believer a big advocate of finding that middle ground and it's just it's just when you can because and sometimes there's just there can be some arguments that you know hey you guys are one side you got the other side and there, there's really no ground to be made in the middle right you just you're either you're for or against but for the vast majority of concepts and things that i that I believe that there's, there's a middle ground. We can come to a solution, an agreement that is just going to benefit everybody. Because again, I just, what this whole podcast is about is about us just bettering ourselves and bettering each other. So let's not fight, <laughs> you know, let's not fight over just the nonsense and over different things. I mean, you can believe what you believe. I can believe what I believe, but at the end of the day, we're both just trying to get through this life, right? So let's just come together and really just, just willing, willing to hear each other out. And that's exactly what Sukasa and Sanku did because Sukasa was willing to have a truce after being offered a chance at reviving his sister, which, you know, she was his reason for fighting in the first place. And the chance for revival is because Senku had recaptured the cave with the revival fluid and he made a deal with Sukasa say, Hey, you know, let's have a ceasefire in, until I can revive. Like, if I can revive your sister, then, you know, we're going to have a ceasefire and, be, and have a truce. And Sukasa agreed because again, his whole reason for doing all of this to try to create this ideal world was for his sister, essentially, or the memory of her, because he wasn't sure if she was still alive at this point or not. And that 
is what drove him. So now he's being offered a chance to essentially reconnect with her, to revive her and have her there with him in this, in this new world without, you know, all the nonsense of that the modern day world brings. I mean, he jumped, he jumped right on it. And it was after uh, Mirai, Sugasa's sister, after her revival, that his perspective actually begins to change. Now, he still believes in having a morally pure world that doesn't exploit the innocent, but he no longer feels as if killing all the adults and not advancing society is the answer. Right? He's not an, an extremist anymore when it comes to he still believes in what he believes in, but now he is open to other just avenues of thinking and this kind of draws a parallel to uh, some of my other favorite characters that I've already covered on the podcast before you know Vegeta and um Baro because both of them are very prideful characters right and Sukasa not so much but they both are very prideful characters and who had very strong beliefs in themselves and of their own abilities and you know, they had the mindset that if anybody who wasn't them was just less than, right? But after they were humbled by their respective protagonists, they they were able to grow in the sense that they held on to their ideas or ideals, excuse me, you know, that they believe that they, you know, they still believe that they are the best, but they don't look down on other people anymore. And they are open to the idea that other people are just as good as them so that means they have to work harder to still claim to be the best type thing right it, and it's, just, it's a subtle shift but it's a big one because just like just like with Sukasa, they still believe in what they believe in right but they don't take it to the extreme they are willing to at least entertain other people's opinions and ideas. And that's kind of the key thing I want us to kind of take from this, from this point of, you know, reformation is to just because you entertain someone else's idea doesn't mean it makes yours invalid. It doesn't mean it makes yours less than or things like that. And doesn't even mean that they're trying to change your opinion. Sometimes they're just voicing their own. And in, in today's world where voicing your own opinion is very taboo, you get canceled quickly by just having a different opinion than the mass is, I think we just need more, we need more tolerance in the sense that we can have a conversation, you know, like just because I don't believe in what you believe in doesn't mean I'm attacking it. Doesn't mean I'm attacking you. It's just it's just not for me, right? And we can agree to disagree, or we can like like I said earlier, find that middle ground where we can, you know, agree on this. But it all stems from just being open enough to entertain the other ideas, which again goes back to Sakaza's whole thing of being able to entertain the good things that modern day society brings with the technology and the advancements that it has while still believing in his ideal world of being morally pure and that where the innocent aren't exploited. So it's all come full circle. It's all about being, being flexible, just being flexible. And like I said, here Sakaza embraces the ideas of the past while embracing his own beliefs on how the future should be. So he doesn't completely reject it anymore, but he still wants to pursue his own, his, his own thing. And 
Honestly, it just helps helps to remind us that embracing the lessons and experiences of the past can essentially just shape our faith uh, and path going forward, even as we strive for improvement. Right. Because everything that's happened for a reason is in you can learn from the your previous trials, the previous seasons in your life and see what you can bring into the next one. So overall, Sukasa's journey and Dr. Stone highlights the complexities that come with going back to the basics, you know, explores the tension between rejecting certain aspects of the past while also embracing the wisdom that it can potentially hold. So it helps us to examine our own values, consider the consequences of our choices and actions, and try to find a balance between preserving what is valuable in the past while helping shape our future that's aligned with our own vision and goals. And also just take it all in stride, take it, join it, find a way to bridge it. And yeah, just really just don't be a psychopath that goes around killing people, I guess is the moral of this story. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but seriously, is you know, whatever you believe in, the things that you hold dear, the values that you have, right? Continue to believe in it, continue to strive in, into them. But in doing so, don't reject everything that doesn't align with that. And in the sense that, you know, just saying, just in the sense that saying everything that doesn't align with that is bad. You just have to be able to discern which ones are worth considering. And that's on a personal per, person by person basis. Only you can figure that out. And I just encourage you to take the time to reflect on it. So, hey, this marks the end of season five, man. Man, I can't believe it's been that long already. I just want to thank you all for tuning in each week to each week to hear me talk about, you know, anime and God and life, random stuff. You know, I just, just again, just thank you guys so much and come back for next season because I'm going to cover a series that uh, it really highlights the internal struggle that I think we all go through when it comes to our personal growth and what that means and what it looks like. And that anime is Mob Psycho 100. So again, just want to thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. I pray that you got what you needed out of it, and hopefully you learned something new about yourself. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And as always, remember, remember you are the main character of your story, and that story doesn't end until he says so. All right, be blessed.